Life is a matter of choices, and every choice you make makes you. John C. Maxwell. Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're doing well. I am doing great. Um, For one, I'm just really, truly enjoying this um, warmer spring weather. Uh, but at the same time, I cannot believe that it is already spring. Um, yeah, so I want to kick things off today with another listener spotlight. Today, I'm going to shine the light on GMK777. She left a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts, and she stated, I truly enjoy this podcast. I have found something inspiring and helpful in every episode. My favorite to date is practicing gratitude. I've listened to it a few times, and it really helps me to gain perspective in these uncertain times. I'm also a fan of the miscarriage subjects that she covers. If you have not listened to this podcast or visited her on Instagram, I urge you to do so. You will not regret it. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much, GMK777. Those are such kind words, and it really is just so encouraging to me to know that the things that I'm sharing are encouraging and helpful for all of you. If you want to be featured in an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts. And if you search Elegant Balance, then you click on that show and scroll down. There's a place to leave a a star rating and a review. These really mean a lot to me, not only because they're just really fun to read and encouraging for myself, but they also help other women find the podcast. And that's really the whole goal, right, is to help as many women as possible to create their ideal work-life balance. So please, if you haven't already left a review or a star rating, head over there and do it now. Thank you so much. So I love the, the fact that in each of these episodes, as I do them, you all get to know a little bit more about me, um, which is just kind of fun, I think, to share But for as long as I can remember, I have been enamored by anything French. Even as a little girl, I dreamt of going to Paris and living in Paris. And I was really disappointed when I learned that I would not be able to study the French language until I got to ninth grade. Um, But during my sophomore year of college, I finally got the chance to travel to, to France. And I studied abroad in Angers, France. And one thing that really stood out to me when I was living there was just the simplicity of life. Here I was, um, an an American 20-year-old girl with two bulging pink suitcases packed full of everything that I thought I could possibly need in the next six weeks. I honestly probably had enough clothes to wear something different each day. Imagine my surprise then when my French teacher wore the exact same 10 to 12 pieces of clothing every single day. And 
even though she rewore all of these different clothing items, she still exuded that chic, enviable je ne sais quoi that the French women are so well known for. This is my first introduction to a capsule wardrobe. And I'm not alone in these observations. Um, if you haven't already seen it, Jennifer Scott has a really great TED Talk. And she also has um, a book series called Madame Chic, where she details her experiences while studying abroad and also points out the 10-item wardrobe. This capsule wardrobe idea, though, isn't just a French thing. If you search for images of people like Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, and Barack Obama, you will probably notice that each of them have adopted a uniform of sorts. By doing so, they are reducing the amount of choices that they have to make and the, uh, the amount of choices that they have and then also reducing the decisions that they have to make each and every day. Some sources suggest that we make approximately 35,000 decisions per day. Granted, I feel like it might be kind of hard to estimate the exact number of decisions that any one person makes, but I think we can probably all agree that when balancing work and family demands, we are bombarded with decisions left and right. It's only 9 a.m. in the morning, and I've already made decisions like, what do I want to eat for breakfast? What are my kids going to eat for breakfast? What will my daughter wear to school today? Which shoes match her dress? How should I do her hair? Which bow should I put in her hair? Do I want coffee or water with my breakfast? Should I work out now or later? What do I want to wear today? How should I do my hair today? Should I write my blog post or respond to emails this morning? You guys get the idea, right? That's a lot of decisions that we make. And a lot of times we make these decisions without even really thinking about the fact that it's taking up a lot of mental processing to do so. The crazy thing is that even in that long list of, of decisions, there's smaller decisions embedded in each and every one of those questions. Doing this all day long, making decisions for yourself, for your children, for your pets, maybe even for your spouse, it wears you down. This is why we tend to cringe at the question, what's for dinner at the end of the day? Our brains are tired. We've talked about the important role on this podcast that resources play in achieving a work-life balance, and our cognitive energy, just like our time and our money, is a resource that can be drained over time. Making multiple decisions throughout the day, especially if they're complex or difficult decisions, drains our cognitive energy. This phenomenon is known as decision fatigue. And a lot of times we can respond to decision fatigue in one of two ways. We either do nothing, so we're just paralyzed and can't make another decision, or we make impulsive or irrational choices. Neither of those outcomes are very appealing, and living with the brain fog that accompanies decision fatigue does not feel easy or elegant to me. The good news? There are simple steps that you can take to reduce the number of decisions that you make each day, which opens up mental space for the things that actually matter. So the first step that I would suggest is to make the most important decisions first. By making the most important decisions early on in the day, you ensure that you have the cognitive energy that is needed for complex and difficult decisions. If you know that you have an important decision to make, 
put it on your schedule, preferably earlier on in the day, and then stick to it. The second tip, don't answer your emails right away. Many of us have email inboxes that fill up as quickly as we can empty them. Technology, such as our smartphones that we carry around in our pocket, make it possible to be constantly connected and we can respond to these emails from anywhere at any time. Yet given what we know about decision fatigue and how our capacity to make quality decisions is going to diminish throughout the day, we need to be really mindful to protect our cognitive energy and avoid using it up, using it all up on answering our emails first thing in the morning. My third tip is to adopt a uniform. Like the French women that I observed when I was studying abroad, we can create our own capsule wardrobes. Doing so eliminates the number of choices that we have each morning. And if you do it right, your capsule wardrobe will consist of high quality pieces that you love and that fit you perfectly. It will eliminate the need to spend any time or energy on deciding what to wear only to find out that you don't like it and that it no longer fits. It makes getting dressed in the morning easy. On the surface, wearing the same thing every day may sound boring, but limiting your wardrobe to key high quality pieces could actually have the opposite effect. It could just be a way to make a more iconic fashion statement. If you're a mother, you could also consider creating a capsule wardrobe for your children. My son wears a uniform to school, but he also tends to have a sort of uniform at home. We have neutral colored basketball shorts and a variety of t-shirts that he can easily mix and match. And then every Sunday, he wears his one pair of jeans and his one button up shirt to church. Not only does this make it easier for me, but it helps him to not get overwhelmed with the amount of choices that he has. He can confidently get dressed each day, knowing that he likes the things that are in his closet. And it also, um, by limiting the number of clothing pieces that are in your children's wardrobe, means that you're not wasting money on clothes that they will never wear and that they'll outgrow before they ever get around to wearing. The fourth tip is to engage in meal planning. I've done an entire podcast episode on meal planning, but I truly believe that it is a really key part to having a, a, an elegant work-life balance. So as I've mentioned earlier in this episode, I often dread the question, what's for dinner at the end of a long day. We tend to make impulsive choices when we are experiencing decision fatigue. And so despite my best efforts to eat healthy, I am going to be more prone to order carry out or to make a quick processed, not so healthy meal, such as macaroni and cheese and hot dogs, um, when I'm experiencing decision fatigue. The best answer that I have to this is, by, is to have a meal plan. If you take the time at the beginning of the week to plan out your meals and your groceries, you can eliminate the need to make any decisions around your meals throughout the week. If you want to, to streamline it even more, you can even eat the same things throughout the week. For example, a lot of times I will eat the same thing all week long for breakfast or and then the same thing all week long for lunch. And then dinner is usually where we shake things up a bit. The fifth tip is to establish some routines. When decisions are automatic, 
you don't have to waste any precious cognitive energy on deciding what to do, how to do it, or when to do it. By creating routines around the things that you do every day, you can eliminate multiple decisions. I have streamlined my makeup routine to eliminate any unnecessary decisions, such as which color of eyeshadow I should wear today. Um, And I also have a weekly hair routine. I know which days to wash my hair, which hairstyles are best on day one, two, and three. Think about the decisions that you are faced with daily. Can any of them be streamlined? Can any of them be eliminated altogether? My sixth and final tip is to get some rest. One of the best ways to recover from decision fatigue is to make sure that you are getting enough sleep. I know that this can be difficult when it feels like the only free time you get in the entire day is after the kids go to bed. Trust me, that's where we're at right now. But ask yourself if scrolling through social media or watching Netflix is really worth the trade-off. I hope that these tips are helpful for you as you pursue your elegant balance. Remember, you are the common denominator in your work-life balance. It's imperative that you take exquisite care of yourself, and that includes protecting your cognitive energy. I want to challenge you to think about where you can limit the number of decisions in your life. Also, do you have any strategies that you already use? I would absolutely love to hear them. Feel free to reach out via Instagram or Facebook and let me know. Have a beautiful, joy-filled week, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.